What is going on? Welcome to Pastures and Pastries. My name is Adam, and Happy New Year to all of you listening right now. It is 2024, and this is a brand new episode. So sorry we didn't drop an episode last week, you know, with the holidays, and we caught some sickness here in the office. So we just wanted to take a little week off, take care of ourselves, and focus on New Year, New Me. Am I right? Okay. So we have Matt Wilson today. He is a pastor at University Church in West LA, somewhere in LA. He's in LA somewhere. And he is a great guy. Known him for a couple years now, seen his ministry from afar, and he just has some great knowledge, a wonderful heart for the students, and he is a good youth pastor. I hope you guys enjoy it. And as always, you can check us out on Instagram. Pastors and Pastries, all spelled out on Instagram, and also check our link tree for all of our other links. You can also support us if you like what we're doing and want to hear more, then go ahead and drop us some money, some cheddar, some some cheese, um, and, uh, and that'll help support what we got going on over here at Pastors and Pastries Podcast. We love you guys. Hope you have a great new year, and enjoy. Matt Wilson. Hey, you guys. Now, this message is for anybody. Okay, God. You got our attention. Now what? I am that I am. Very often I'm starving. Mmm. Oh, I discovered then that religion had to become real and yet I had no God for myself. For God so loved the world and gave the woman to God to the all right. Welcome, Matt, to Pastors and Pastries. Uh, tell us who you are, where you're at, and what you're doing. Uh, Matt Wilson out in, uh, uh, depending on the location, uh, West L.A. Um, I just say we're, we're 10 minutes from LAX, uh, but at University Christian Church and uh kind of in between Westchester, Culver City, Inglewood. So kind of just in the middle of a bunch of different areas. Nice. Good deal. And we first met Matt at Angeles Crest Christian Camp. Yeah. I think that yeah, that's where it was. And um, are, you, are you still going to that camp? Are you guys still going there? Because I haven't yeah, seen you since. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I think we kind of took some breaks. Um, gotcha. Um, and I think we've probably gone to... The, like summer camp, we've gone to the camp you guys haven't gone to. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. So we've kind of just missed each other at just the, missed each other. Yeah. Summer camps. Yeah. That's awesome. And how long have you been a youth pastor? Um, full time ministry. Um, been doing it for about six, just over six years now. Wow. Um, and yeah, non full time ministry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it depends. <laughs> In a in a part time role, I've been doing it probably for almost ten years, part time at least. And then, I mean, I've been involved in youth ministry since I was eighteen. So, oh wow, yeah, nice. So you started out just as uh, I guess fresh out of high school, or as a high school yeah, senior? Yeah, pretty much fresh out of high school. Yeah, as a okay college freshman. Yeah, nice. Just volunteering at at the church you were attending. Yeah, yeah. Wow, good deal. And. Was that out of just necessity? Was your youth pastor like, "Hey, man, are you free on this night?" <laughs> or was that like something you saw in your saw in yourself that was uh, a calling? I think it was something that he saw in me. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So I mean, I I enjoy being around my youth pastor, which you know is a lot of 
the case for a lot of students, right? Yeah, Just, yeah. You like being around Hopefully. me faster. And I, I kind of found myself spending, once I got a car my senior year, I spent a lot mm. of time at the church. Um, and so I think kind of just building that relationship and then going in, I was going to go to Bible college. I didn't really know mm-hmm. what my emphasis was going to be per se. Um, yeah. But he said, Hey, why don't you, it was kind of like almost like this unofficial internship kind of thing, but why don't you hang out and help me lead some of the stuff with the youth ministry? And that's kind of how I got my feet wet, I guess you could say. Nice. And so what was a turning point, I guess, for you that was like, okay, yeah, I want to do this for full, like all the time, like this, I want to get paid to do this. <laughs> um, I think just connecting with students and uh, yeah. I think having those moments where like the light bulb comes on um, or having those moments when obviously there's hectic and fun times in youth ministry, but yeah. when it kind of boils down to those uh serious conversations or those questions or those times of prayer and like um you really see where students just get it and just the impact that that has um not just on them but obviously on their friends and their community their family as well yeah yeah for sure so what um i guess what would be the 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 cause or the driving force from you choosing to go into full-time ministry other than just like being a a leader that helps out after their nine to five (laughs) um i mean i've 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 been around the church my dad was actually a pastor Ah, um and so the funny thing is i tell people that and you're like you're like oh of course you're gonna be a pastor but i was this very (laughs) shy kid that didn't like to get up in front of people and stuff like that Mm. so it there definitely had to be some work that god had to do and kind of preparing that sure um but I think part of it is kind of like the perfect storm, I guess you could say. Grew up in the church. My dad was a pastor. My mom was really involved in church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was around kind of that. My dad, I mean, my dad did a lot as a pastor, but he was kind of like a youth pastor to a degree. Okay. And so I think that was impressionable as well, just kind of seeing that example. And just, I mean, even now, like the impact and the relationships he still has with a lot yeah. of the young guys that are now like, decades past you know after they've yeah you know been in like youth ministry yeah yeah, yeah. um so was then, your dad your youth pastor uh no he wasn't um oh, okay. yeah, yeah yeah um yeah i had a couple different youth pastors um through my <laughs> time which is i know sort of the stereotype to a degree um yeah, yeah um but uh i think just the youth the youth pastor my senior year of high school um i think just him kind of believing in me and seeing something in me. And -hmm. I think I really have a heart for um, making sure people belong. And so I think that's like more like my heart when it comes to youth ministry and why is just because every middle school and high schooler is looking for somewhere to belong. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's great. So yeah, so you chose to do that and it it took you a little bit because you were bivocational for a little bit part-time. Uh, and then, uh, what was it that, cause I'm bivocational as well. Was it a, a church change or was it a, a growth of the church that allowed you to go full time or, and you don't have to you know get into details, but yeah, uh, I mean, I was, I was, I was kind of like blessed given my family situation and where I'm living, um, to just be focused on part-time ministry. Yeah. And so that was really all I was doing. And there were some kind of just 
budget situ- situations where like, hey, sure. we're gonna have to make some budget cuts. Yeah. And then I mean, from that point, I was that was probably the first time I was looking for a full time position. And then it was probably I don't know at least six months to where I was I was still helping out at the church that you know that I had been part time at. And then um, yeah. I got an opportunity where I'm at now, which I, I guess there's a lot of like connecting the dots in my story, <laughs> but. The church I'm at now, I actually attended towards the end of high school, like junior, senior year. Okay. And so, I mean, there is a familiarity. And so it was kind of a, it's kind of been a homecoming, I guess you could say. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't necessarily expect it, but it's kind of a a door that got opened. Yeah. That's amazing. Now I have to admit, uh, I'm a little jealous of your Instagram uh, game. Uh, Matt, your guys' youth group Instagram is pretty cool. Uh, what was it like? Because they're really creative, right? You, you guys do like the funny little videos. You have announcements, um, yeah, little skits and stuff like that. Where do those come from? Do you pull those from other other accounts, or you just like wake up and like oh, we got to do this? I I mean I, I I don't know. I mean I feel like I'm not as creative as I could be sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's me just being a little bit more hard on myself but I, sure. I think just trying to think outside the box and even just with some of the other people on staff at our church and volunteers even just yeah. kind of being open to some of their ideas and creativity um yeah, yeah, yeah. and even to a degree i think there's some give and take with this but even being open to like hey like what are some stuff that like the students want to see like on ah. online and stuff like that and so some it's a little bit of everything but i think um obviously it's trying to be relevant to a degree but 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 not relevant in a sense that obviously comes with some kind of compromise mm-hmm. and so it's it's kind of um i think there's like some ideas probably that come up and like we could do that but then it's like that might be you know a little a little off-putting depending on um the youth ministry or another part of the church and so um but i don't know just trying to use the tool i feel like we use it in a good way i think we could i mean anybody probably could probably use it better but i think kids are on their phones youth are on their phones yeah. and so trying to yeah. figure out a way to kind of use that as a tool i'm trying to pull it up here too so i can uh <laughs> get an example but yeah no it's good so you said something really important it's staying relevant stay, staying relevant staying relevant um how how have you gauged that how have you or what? What is your, I guess, your secret or your your tool that you use to do that, if you have one? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think I'm always perfect at it. <laughs> um, I think some of it is like talking with students and kind of hearing what's going on in their lives. Um, mm. Hey, are they? I mean, I think a big thing I just hear about with students is they're stressed or they're busy or they're tired. That's kind of a common theme. Yeah. Um, or they just kind of have these heavy expectations or burdens. And so I think there's certain things that are going on with students that are kind of always relevant to a degree. Yeah. Um, so trying to speak to some of those. And then obviously, um, to a degree, not just to teach topically, but trying to teach kind of, I guess, more ex- expository in a sense, like, mm, yeah. like, like, going through a section of scripture or books of the Bible or something like that. And so um, I think there's 
uh, a time and place for for every kind of thing like that. And sometimes, like you know, the season kind of helps. Um, yeah, like fall, November, especially talk about right. Thanksgiving a lot of times. Um, so it kind of depends, but um, I think listening to students and like, hey, like what's going on? Yeah, um, like where are you at? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you, um, as a as a youth pastor, do you try to? I don't know, because uh, I see some pastors that like really try to like follow the trends of like what is popular within social media or what is popular within the the culture. Do you and then preach up upon that or like use that as like a, you know, as a as a a, a in into their their lives? Do, have you ever? Because uh, I've caught myself doing that and I failed horribly because I am not as cool as I think I am. Uh, do you, <laughs> have you ever tried to do that or like have you ever tried to you know? use those those cultural trends it's within your either uh programming or messages or, or games or anything like that yeah definitely i think there's i'm trying to think of some examples right now but i'm sure yeah. i'm sure i have um <laughs> i mean this is i'm not this is not a sponsorship at all but um some people might be familiar with download youth ministry and uh, yeah and so i yeah. use some of their games and a lot of their games sometimes can be themed based off of what is uh trending i guess you could say yeah, and so yeah. sometimes that kind of helps me a little bit because then that way I don't have to pull a rabbit out of a hat necessarily. And so I think mm-hmm. there are different tools like that. Um, but yeah, definitely have used current events or things like that. And I think whether it's something like in pop culture or even like if it's something like um, like a tragedy that's happened, whether it's locally yeah. or nationally or globally, I think even, and I think you can kind of tell too, I know with our, uh, youth ministry tell like what current thing not not that we don't want to address current things but there's certain events that resonate more with our students mm-hmm. and so i think yeah. really when it's a highlight or capitalize on those yeah yeah for sure for sure uh speaking of download youth ministry i know a lot of pastors uh or at least when I was first coming up, I was like, oh, I have to I have to create everything myself. I have to yeah. be so original with my games, with my my messages. Uh, as, a, as a seasoned uh, pastor, how would you what would you say to those young pastors that, that are in that mindset of like, I have to come up with everything myself? Uh, you, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, that easy. You just don't. I mean, yeah, I think I think part of it is. Um, I mean, like any, any job or any, anybody, like you only have a certain amount of time to commit to something. And obviously like if I use something that is curriculum or something like that from like, say download youth ministry, I don't use it just as is necessarily I'll tweak it or add some things or things like Mm -hmm. that. And so I think, I think there can be some pushback in like using curriculum that is to a degree pre-written. Um, But, I mean, to a degree, then I don't have as much time to go to kids' games, to kind of mm. be creative in other aspects. And obviously, as a youth pastor, I am i don't only do youth ministry-related things at church. And so right. it kind of, I can uh, kind of shift to different areas of the church and kind of help out in different areas like that. And so, um, yeah, you don't have to create everything. Um, I think there's some people that are gifted like that and potentially even bigger churches have the capacity to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in, you know, middle size, smaller churches, um, it's not always realistic. And so I think yeah. 
um, make the most of your time and um, there's good stuff out there and you don't have to use it as is. You can kind of put your own little spin on it. Yeah. hundred percent. And I know like programming for like kids pastors, um, sometimes it is a little bit easier to use those, those programs as is. Cause it's, it's very much, it's like almost spot on. It's geared towards those children with youth. I feel like it's, you have to create a specific for your youth. You can't just blanket statements, um, from, pre pre-written programs or pre-written messages stuff like that or, or ideas um yeah. so that's good that's really good uh you said you've been doing this for a while what's what's changed within youth ministry do you think from then to now if anything um man because i'm still a young pup technically i don't know <laughs> i've only been doing this for five years yeah. uh <laughs> so things um, are, are just now starting to change for me but i'm wondering someone's been doing it longer what's been what's changed yeah. within youth ministry hmm. this might be more situational per se but it feels like youth especially newer students like when they a friend invites them i think mm. newer students are a little less trusting of new adults yeah um, and I, I think for good reason, obviously, just right. given the news and the world we live in. But I think, you know, I think about 10 years ago, it felt like a lot of students that I interacted with, um, it felt like it was easier to kind of, I don't know, get their trust or to be able to speak into their life. And now it kind of like feels like you really have to um, invest a lot more. Hmm. And so I think... And, and and I think, too, just um, social media and just the way youth communicate, uh, not as much face-to-face. Yeah. Um, I think there there's something probably to be said about how our communication, I mean, for all people, not just youth, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. is less face-to-face. And so I think that kind of makes, makes it... Uh, and even a little bit more of an uphill battle to a degree, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. really want to put in that time and kind of develop those close relationships. Yeah. Which makes your the last thing that you said really important too, is making time for the, the games, going to games, supporting them, creating that relationship, time outside of the church walls with yeah. them to really build that trust. You know, I, I completely agree with that. That's what I see uh, just from the few years that I've been doing it. Uh, Cause back, you know, back whenever I was in youth group, it was, I would go to all sorts of youth groups and be like, yeah, what's up? I'll, you know, I'll do this crazy game with you. No worries. Yeah. Uh, and now it's a little bit harder to get those those newer kids to trust you to play these off the wall games. Oh that... man, they 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 want all the instructions now exactly. and all the <laughs> like. It, it used to be like, can I get four volunteers? And now it's like, I needed I need to know every aspect of yeah. this game. <laughs> right. What am I doing? How long am I doing it for? Do I have yeah. to stand up? Yeah, hundred um, percent. That's really great. You are a big sports fan, yeah? Yeah. Big Angels fan? I'm not as big as Angels as Dodgers. I, I really oh, like Dodgers. This hat. Okay, yeah, gotcha. I really I really like this hat. It yeah. kinda, you know, uh what's the, the what's the movie Angels in the Outfield? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's right. Dodgers, that's right. So you're a big Dodgers yeah. fan. Do you find I mean, I've I'm a huge sports guy, but my youth group is filled with non-sports people. Mm. <laughs> right? As that and that for me was really hard at first to put me aside to really find out what they're interested in connect with. Um, how is for you in that aspect to, to, to connect with students that aren't similar to you? Um, was that in, discouraging or encouraging like a challenge for you to, to connect with those students? 
I think, I mean, I think it's uh, discouraging because I think I want to try to connect with, you know, any student. Yeah. And I think sometimes I ask like, oh, like, where do you go to school? What do you like to do? And it's like all yeah. stuff that I'm not interested in. And I'm like, okay, yep. now I have to be almost like really inquisitive and yeah. to like be like, oh, so tell me about, you know, you like to, you're, you like drama. So tell me like, like what is it about drama? And, you know, some kids are like, yeah, like, I like the set design stuff or no, I like um, being involved in costumes or whatever yeah. it is. Right. And I think it kind of takes a little bit more work because it's might be stuff that I don't, I'm not as familiar with myself. Sure. And so I think it's really uh, being humble about it too and not yeah. assuming that I know about what they're interested in. Yeah. Um, even we have a lot of kids um, even speaking to sports that are really interested in or play lacrosse. Mm. And I, I know nothing about lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, really asking like, and I, I've been to some of their games, but it's, it's like asking like, Oh, like what is, what is this? Or yeah, how do you, and, and even like figuring out what the right terminology is. It's not mm. like, you know, it's the same as basketball or baseball or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really just kind of being curious as far as what these other students are interested in, especially when it's not like, even if it's stuff that I'm interested in, they mm-hmm. still might be interested in, interested in it in a different way or for a different oh, yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. And so I think just, um, just being curious and inquisitive. Yeah. Yeah. And genuinely curious too, yeah. right? It's students these days are really good about calling yeah. us out for not being genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is exhausting sometimes too. You being genuine with twenty students in a night—it's that's a lot of work. I don't know. At least for me, I'm an introvert. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I like to think I'm an introvert too. Which yeah. <laughs> I think uh, stereotype is you know ministry is for the extroverts, but right, right. I, I think it's it's for everybody. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, God God equips the the called. You know, He doesn't. We don't have to be perfectly designed to be a youth pastor. He will He will make us equipped for it. Um, yeah you said youth pastor position, but you don't have just youth pastor roles in your church. Um, you have other duties, right? As do I, it's small, you know, mid-sized church, small churches. Usually we're wearing two, three hats on a given day. Um, juggling those different hats. Is it, um, have you found that there is a, a good pace to it or like a good uh, way that you get into it or you're able to juggle these hats? Is there something that you do that's kind of like a trick that could help other youth pastors out or other pastors out that juggle those multiple hats as well? Yeah, I, I think it depends on like how your week is set up, but um, there's yeah. some more, I guess for me, I do. Some, I obviously help do some of our church social media stuff and help some with our maintaining our website and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So depending on what some of that kind of stuff is, trying to more dedicate either an afternoon or e- even a day to that, like in the week and saying, okay, this is when I'm going to do this. And yeah. then um, I'm not going to necessarily worry about it as much the rest of the week. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause I, I can't do everything all the time. And so it's kind of prioritizing to a degree. And um, yeah, I think trying to carve out time when I can, kind of do some of the non youth related stuff or other ministry related stuff for the church. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think just kind of mapping that out. That's good. That's good. Uh, speaking of camps, which is how we met, 
how as a as a pastor do you decide on which camps to go to? What are some things that you look for in a camp? Man, that's a that's a good question. <laughs> um, I mean, just I mean, part of it is like if the kids if it's a camp obviously we've been to and the students like it. Um, right. I mean that that's that helps. Um, <laughs> um, I think I think to like. I mean, I, I try not to get too picky about this, yeah. um, but depending on who's speaking sometimes, um, yeah. especially if it's someone that I've heard of or if I've heard speak. Um, and not to say, I think you can get really nitpicky with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Not to say that God can't use anybody that I've never heard of, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, okay, I, I know that the speaker um can really be encouraging or challenging and that this might be good for our students. I, I think I tend like for our camps to, in a, in a, when everything's working out in our calendar, um, we do a middle school summer camp and a, and a high school summer camp and kind of do it separate. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just so there's kind of that delineation a little bit and uh, it's kind of each their own, even though the camps themselves aren't necessarily just middle school, they're just high school. Right. Yeah, kind of those groups can kind of, bond and grow together just a little bit separately yeah yeah that's good um yeah i think looking at the speakers if for me it's if i haven't been to the camp before and i don't know what it's like looking at the speakers and be like okay at least i know the speaker's gonna be fire or the speaker's gonna bring bring us home on a lot of this stuff and then you get up there and it's like oh this camp's great and the speaker was great or you get up there and you're like oh the camp was okay but hey we had a good message every single night you know um that's really great. Do you do you find that um, you go you like to switch it up camps every now and then, or once you find a camp, you kind of just stick with it and ride it out, you know, until the students are like, we're, um, we're bored. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I've pretty much only done two two camps since I've um, been been at the church now, and so oh, wow. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and I, and I think usually, obviously, Angelus Crest. Um, just as a church, we've supported them for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And kind of had a relationship. And so um, that's kind of like at least our go-to for, for winter camp. And then for summer, like in a perfect world, um, kind of like to have middle school go there. And then uh, a camp I really like, especially for our high school, is Camp Pondo. Okay. Um, Where's that one and at? so, yeah, uh, Running Springs, kind of near Big Bear. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We went, we've been there twice. And... Uh, I keep having high school students ask me, hey, because we didn't go last year. Um, mm. But they're like, hey, when are we going to go back? And so <laughs> um, I think I think that's good, obviously. Um, I think whether it's camps or other things, to not necessarily do the same thing all the time because it kind of builds this anticipation to a degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether it's with events or camps. Um, but, yeah, I think trying to get back to to that camp. Yeah. My first year as a youth pastor, our church had gone to this same camp for years for kids ministry and for youth camps. And the first year I was a youth pastor, I was still figuring it out. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess I was late to the signups and they were all booked. So we had to scramble to find another camp and we found Angeles Crest. And all my students, they were like, oh, man, we don't even know this camp. We don't know any of the churches that are going there. What is this? It's it's you know it's closer to us. We're used to going far and traveling away to like look Arrowhead. And I was like, guys, just trust me. Like, 
it looks like a cool camp. I've talked to the people. They, they seem really cool. And we get there and they're all dressed up. You know, all the leaders are dressed up in superhero things. They're like, what, who are these weird people yeah. dressed up in costumes? I was like, guys, give it a chance. <laughs> give it a chance. And by the end of the week, they were like, this is the best place ever. We like it so much. Man, so I, I totally agree. You guys switching it up, it, it really will create a new bond within the group. Uh, also, just challenges the students to reach out to other other churches, create new friends, create new experiences at these yeah, new places. For sure, yeah, yeah. Angeles Crest is great, though. I, I love them. We're going back there for winter camp. Yeah. Shout out Angeles Crest. You know, if you're hearing this, we yeah. love you guys. Um, that's really cool, man. Uh, with with um with youth ministry and the and longevity that you've had, have you ever thought about being a head pastor? Like, has there has there ever been a thought of like maybe I should take this whole church myself or, you know, maybe I should find my own church or plant church or anything like that. Man. Um, the, no I mean, disrespect the to your head is, pastor. Is, <laughs> no, 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 no. The short answer is, I guess, no, or not right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, I think if you asked me that probably three, four years ago, I, I would probably say no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm more open to the idea but I, I don't think, I, I don't know if I'm ready for it or if necessarily that's what God mm. wants for me yet. For sure. Um, and so I think, um, I mean, I've seen ministry a lot of times too. I mean, this is kind of a tangent conversation, how youth ministry can be a stepping stone. Um, uh-huh. And I mean, you know, it, it kind of um, naturally is, especially for like senior, being a senior pastor a lot of times. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I don't, at least as far as my involvement in youth ministry, I don't necessarily want to view it as a stepping stone. Um, right. And that yeah. if being a, a senior pastor that comes about, then that's kind of uh, like, oh, this, this is another opportunity that I have. And it's not like I was waiting till I could get out, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that's the reason why I asked, too, that you kind of went into my whole thing was, a lot of times youth ministry is a stepping stone for people to come head pastors. You know, you volunteer at the kids ministry, then you go and serve at the youth pa- youth group, and then you become a youth pastor, then to become a college pastor or associate pastor, then to just eventually you work it as up the ladder kind of thing. And you're my second guest on this podcast that has been in youth ministry for 10 years, which is a, a really long time in the ministry world for someone to stay in one position um, for that for that amount of time outside of a head pastorship role, right? Uh, because there is a lot of turnover usually, as we mentioned before, with youth pastors uh, sometimes in churches that it's kind of a, a high turnover rate within yeah. within churches. Um, and I was just curious, you know, because for me, same thing. When I first became a youth pastor, I was like, I only want to do youth ministry, nothing else. I don't want the pressure of anything else. And then as I've gone yeah. through, it's like, well, maybe I could do college kids. Maybe I could do young adults. If I had my own church, this yeah. is what I'd be doing. I'd be like, Adam, what are you saying? Do we, we never wanted that. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, that's part of just the heart for the church too, right? Um, as you, yeah. as you're in it longer, you see things that, that you could contribute outside of just, just that one ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, Matt. And let's see here. I had a few more questions for you. Where'd they go? I lost my notes. Okay, never mind. Uh, for your, excuse me, for your leadership or your youth leader team, um, I would say, what is what is 
one piece of advice that you could offer other youth pastors out there or just pastors in general that are leading a team? What is one way that you like to keep your leaders energized and encouraged to keep on serving week after week? Uh, I think really caring, like in, obviously talking about being genuine with students, but being genuine mm-hmm. about the relationships with those who are serving in, I mean, really any ministry, but the youth ministry and really kind of, if, if you know, Hey, like they asked for prayer about something, obviously to be praying and then to check yeah. in. And I think, um, I think when I was, I don't know, just getting started in youth ministry, um, I don't think I did as good of a job as kind of caring for volunteers. Hmm. And so I think really caring for them almost, if not even more probably, than how I care for students. Wow. Because um, I think, you know, even to a degree, like I I am their pastor too. And so yeah. um, how can I encourage and just kind of, you know, be there for them, just like they're being there for students. And so, um, yeah, I think, you know, just really genuinely caring for them. And I think, you know, when, when the, when depending, I, I try not to go crazy, but there's sometimes where, Hey, I'm going to get my gift card or something like that. And so I think, uh, obviously caring about them and then kind of showing it sometimes with little small gifts or things like that. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Tacos. But yeah. Cause, cause yeah. I think, you know, having a volunteer that goes to camp, they have to take off work to go to camp. Right. And so I think, um, really appreciating them and not just appreciating them like one off kind of a thing, but appreciating them constantly just say thank you for, um, investing in these students. And, uh, I mean, you know, uh, we wouldn't be able to do what we do, you know, without you. Without them, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really hard because I've done it. I've had you know leaders uh, either leave the church or step off for personal reasons or just not be available for a few weeks. And even my own wife had conflicts, and I was doing the whole thing by myself. And it's like, oh man, I really do appreciate even the small things they do yeah. on a on a service night. You know? Yeah, I I, I can definitely relate to that because um, there's been seasons, and you know, even but sort of now where there, it kind of feels like there's some seasons where I kind of have to do a lot more than I would like to do. Right. Yeah. And so then I think that kind of helps put it in perspective when you do have um, volunteers involved and that like, Hey, like, you know, I, I can't do everything. I only have two hands, two feet. Like I can't be everywhere. So many hours in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, I think even like knowing students, I can't know everything about every student and I can't connect with every student the same way. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. How do you feel about parents being leaders of like a parent of a, a current student? That's, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting question. Um, cause I mean, I kind of have a situation like that. Without, <laughs> we can yeah. cut this out then. We, if you don't want to answer it, we don't have to answer it. Um, I think, I think it depends. Um, yeah, I would say it depends too on the student. Okay. If if yeah. they're cool with it or and depending on the situation and how involved they are. Like if it's a mother with a daughter, that could be a little bit sticky, but if it's mm-hmm. a mother with a son, that might be a little bit different. Cuz you can so separate I think small group, you know. Depending, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's kind of a case by case. I don't think I have a a blanket answer. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but I, I definitely would say probably to make sure the student is cool with it because, you know, yeah, if they're like, sure hey, this, cool. is, this is the one time I get away from my parents. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That's 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 really good advice to check with the student and see how how cool they are with it and and letting them know that they can be honest too. If they're like, "No, I don't want them here," then and but that's hard too as a leader being like, "Oh, I have to turn down this volunteer because yeah, you know." But I think that's a good boundary and a good relationship uh builder for the parent and the student too of, you know, "Hey, we need students need space too, you know." Uh what about older siblings? Because we had a situation like that where an older sibling was volunteering. Uh, you know, they have been they were in youth group, graduated, took and they, they were out for a year, and then came back as a volunteer. Man, that's that's funny because that that was me when I was just out of high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, maybe I have a, a different perspective, but I mean, I think it, <laughs> I I think in a perfect world, um, seniors or people who just graduated especially, but even with siblings that are even farther apart, um, it could kind of, it could be a weird dynamic. It yeah. kind of just depends. Um, obviously probably a similar situation. Hey, are you cool if your sibling helps out? Yeah. Um, or would, and especially too, if they're, um, same gender, then it's like they're interacting maybe a little bit more intimately just in conversation and things like yeah. that. Or like, Hey, like, you know, you never told mom or dad this, right. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what state, what happens at youth group stays at youth group, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of, you know, wanted to have some level of confidentiality. Yeah. Um, so students feel safe sharing, but yeah, I think I probably would say similar to the thing with the parent. Um, even though, that was kind of me um, just, just out of high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I had a question. I forgot it. Dang it. So you had a, you had a younger sibling in, in the youth group when you started serving in it. Yeah. Yeah. How'd they take it? Um, or you're like, I don't care. I'm doing this. <laughs> man, I, I don't know. I think, I mean, it's tough. Cause I, I probably haven't, I've talked to my brother a whole lot about that. But I could kind of feel it was probably similar to how I felt with my dad as a pastor, uh, where it's like, oh, you're so-and-so's son, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're so-and-so's brother, right? Mm. And so I think sometimes those kind of dynamics could be hurtful just because mm. um, whoever the person is helping, the the younger sometimes can kind of lose their identity. Yeah. Um, even though you try to do everything to still make them feel included but uh I, yeah i think sometimes that those situations can get sticky <laughs> yeah 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 i could see that um man matt if you weren't doing youth ministry what would you be doing you think or just ministry in general if you weren't doing ministry what would you be doing man that's it's a million dollar question <laughs> <laughs> um man i don't know i probably i probably Maybe we'd probably go into teaching. Um, ah, okay. I don't. I don't know what subject. I probably now, if I would go into teaching, it probably want to say like history or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but probably teaching, and then I mean, I've always been um, interested in kind of being involved more in sports, whether coaching or something like that. And so, mm -hmm. probably teaching, coaching, kind of a thing could be um, some kind of combination. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool. 
yeah. I coach high school football. I don't know if you knew that, but I'm I'm also a high school football coach. Uh, I coach D line at a Christian school up here near us. Nice. Um, and that's it's been fun too. And to use that as a ministry as well, you know, uh, the youth, you know, my ministry in youth doesn't yeah. just happen to, at my church, but it's also on that football field with those with those athletes. So yeah, that's really great. Uh, if you could sum up Christianity in one sentence, what would it be? If you could sum up Christianity, uh, we got you with the hard questions on a Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, I know. God came down to you. Boom. Yeah, I think that's probably a, at least what I emphasize a lot of times in our youth ministry, that probably would be a good summary. Yeah. No, I yeah. like that. It's simple, right? And so true, right? He He came to us. We didn't have to go to him. He's not making us chase him, but he came straight to us uh, to save us to for our yeah. salvation. So that's really great. Man, thanks so much. I really appreciate your time. We we were going to wrap up here, but uh, if you have, are you writing a book? You got a podcast? Anything? Are you writing a movie script? How can <laughs> how can kids come to your youth group? Uh, any of the information? Um, I mean, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, I think it's underscore UCC Youth underscore. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just see what we're doing and see what's going on. But I don't really have anything else to plug <laughs> <laughs> when do you guys meet uh for your youth we, group we meet friday nights at seven um, friday nights that's an yeah. interesting night yeah i know it's 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 kind of what i inherited and we've kind okay. of just been rolling with it and obviously i think football season it kind of takes its hits a little bit sure sure um but it it there's pros and cons for everything yeah. and uh i think not having school the next day is a plus oh yeah because you don't have to worry, hey, I got to get up for school tomorrow or right. homework that's yeah. due tomorrow. And so I think there's pros and cons, but um, it's been working for us. That's great, man. That's really cool. Yeah, we do Thursday nights, which is not, you know, not typical either. But I grew up going to Tuesday nights. I've never been to a youth group on a Wednesday night that I've attended regularly. So <laughs> and that's, the, like, that's the night for it. But yeah. um, Friday nights, I never I never encountered that with them before. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, well, Matt... Thanks so much for being on our podcast, and I really do appreciate your time. Uh, I pray that your your ministry continues to succeed and to to flourish, and I pray that you as as well continue to, to succeed and and keep me entertained on Instagram. So yeah. appreciate you, man. I really do appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pastors and Pastries is hosted by Adam Tucker, proudly produced by Paved Path Productions. We want to give a huge special thanks to Kelsey Egan and Gracie Shedd, executive produced by Adam Tucker, producer and sound engineer Haley Tucker, theme song by Brandon Liu and Liu's Music, sound mixing by Brandon Liu. Thank you for listening to Pastors and Pastries. You can check out all our episodes wherever you get your podcasts released every Friday. Follow us on social media at Pastors and Pastries, all spelled out. And until next time, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We are proudly supported by Yonder Coffee. You can't have a podcast that involves pastries without a coffee and pastry shop. And Yonder Coffee is that for us. Yonder is a local SoCal coffee shop in Northridge, and they have the best coffee. And I am normally a cream and sugar kind of guy, but I have been digging their 
just black Americanos lately, and it's been amazing. It is really, really good. And they don't just have coffee. They have other drinks as well. Um, my wife is really enjoying their lavender latte and lavender tea. It is amazing. And they make in-house pastries that are just out of this world as well. We eat them on our show. We send them to our guests. It is fantastic. You have to try Yonder Coffee. And now they have a cafe cart that will come to your events as well. Community is very important to Yonder. So invite them in and see how they can enhance your next event, wedding, ceremony, reunion, or Super Bowl party. Who knows? Anything can happen at Yonder Coffee. Visit Yonder Coffee at yondercoffee.com or Instagram at Yonder Coffee.